Alright. 1, 2, 3. Bienvenue. Bienvenuti. Bienvenidos. Welcome. Welcome back, everybody, to the Intrinsic Podcast. Yes. And we're happy to be back here with you guys. Giving a little bit of an update about the podcast. So far, we've been centered around mental health, and we fully intend to continue discussing that. But we are doing a little bit of a rebranding and are going to be more so centered around self-improvement. Of course, self-improvement involves an enormous amount of mental health. So like I said, we'll continue discussing aspects of mental health. But we primarily wanted to do this to expand our view and really be able to discuss other topics that aren't necessarily directly related to mental health and that may be indirectly related to mental health. So we're going to be doing this rebranding, but we will figure it out. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it basically gives us the opportunity to uh, branch out to more topics uh, with you guys listening to us and, you know, hopefully get to uh, connect with different sides of uh, different topics uh, so it's not so necessarily focused through mental health, although mental health is still very much important to us. We're just taking a different route to bring you guys better content. You can be aware, and that is the first step. It's like the yin and the yang. They go together. Right, exactly. You can be aware, and that's the first step. But you could also be aware and in denial, mm-hmm. which really is kind of taking one step forward, two steps back. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. You know, so awareness is something in particular. All of these are things that both Omar and I live by. But for me in particular, I really try to focus on awareness. I'm constantly trying to reflect upon myself and keep myself in check i think friends and family can play a role in keeping you in check Mm -hmm. and they should but ultimately you should be your number one critic and you should be the main person that's always thinking about all right like who am i right now who do i want to be okay what do i have to be to get to that position and so that's what awareness really uh, signifies for me yeah it's like in a form of keeping yourself accountable right yeah exactly making sure that when you look in the mirror you're being 100 percent honest with yourself and not being false or attempting to carry yourself differently than uh according to what you've been doing or what you've been saying with other people yeah i mean like i was saying denial i think is for me slightly more important just because that's what i've had be be a bigger challenge for me in my experience um I mean, I I would just love to deny things because, like I said, if you don't accept it, then it's not true. You keep denying it, hopefully it'll go away. But uh, obviously over time, I've realized that that's the complete opposite of what I should have been doing. And once I let go of, of that denial and, and I try to seek the truth for myself, that's when I became aware. And that's where the awareness came about to the point where I can no longer look away from it. If anything, that's the only thing I could think of, right? Because it's yeah. it's that first step to trying to make an improvement and you continue thinking about it. And eventually you get to a point where it's like you're almost guilt tripping yourself. Like you know that you now know that with that newfound knowledge, you can't go anywhere. You can't think about anything else. Like that's the only thing on your mind. Yeah. And I'll, I'll go ahead and ask you this question. Where do you think that denial comes from? Do you think it's I know a lot of people are scared, so they deny things. Yeah. A lot of times it's shame. What do you think, is there sort of one word, one sort of thing that denial is really like at the source of? I think there's, I mean, it it probably depends per person. Um, It probably has to do with, uh, at least from my point of view, it probably has to do with comfort, right? Yeah. 
people that seek that constant comfort and always being laid back and not having to to strain themselves for any reason, they seek that comfort. So denial, in a sense, is a, is a form of comfort, right? Because it basically means you don't have to go out of your way. It means you don't have to change. It means that you don't have to do anything, really. You, yeah. you, you continue to deny it, then, yeah, I mean, why change anything, right? Yeah, you can really just stay within your comfort zone. Yeah, but, I mean, like I said, at the time, I was seeking comfort for the wrong reason, right? Like right. now what I interpret as as comfort or comfortable means completely something else than what I used to uh, define it as. But yeah, at the time it was, it was to be lazy, you know, to not seek action, to just do as least work as possible and be able to just sit back. Um, but yeah, I mean, like, what, what about for you? For me, it's hard to say because for me, I try to focus more on the awareness side. Yeah. The denial doesn't play a major part in my life because I'm someone who's pretty critical of myself mm-hmm. and I try to hold myself accountable. And so for me, as long as I'm aware, I know that I'm going to get to work and, and try to do something. I haven't really ever had trouble with denial ever since I started thinking about like mental health and being conscious of who I am because it ju- it just eats me up and it, it's always eating me up when I do something, when I did something, when I'm not being myself. Mm-hmm. I personally just can't deny that. I can't look at myself in the mirror and be like, no, you're, you're fine. You're fine there. What they said was a lie. Like you're, you're fine because the first couple of times that I ever tried to do that, it just started eating me up. And so ever since then, I've just been like, no, you know, whatever it is, I'm actually now like, wanting to find out and wanting to find out as quickly as possible yeah so that i can fix it as quickly as possible and and try to move on yeah that's good that's good yeah i mean like we've talked about before i mean we've we've known each other for a while so we've seen each other's growth and it's a i think it's a blessing to be able to see people that you care about come a long way you know from where they start off when you met them to where they are now and and how they continue to change and, and evolve, you know. I really get my kicks out of that when I see people that I've known for a while. I'm like, oh, what they what what are they doing with themselves? You know, not not so much like, oh, what's their career like? What what are they doing for a job? It's like, where is their mental health at now? Where do they stand uh, in regards to their own health, and how are they taking care of themselves? Because right. it it gives you kind of like a, a peace of mind when you know, like, oh, he's doing well for himself. He's actually taking care of himself. Yeah. He's putting his own health first you know that's his priority like that's great definitely um and i was gonna say denial i feel like also comes in like a lot of different uh forms it can of course be you know just not wanting to accept something um but a lot of times it can come through doing the wrong thing right it's like if a certain situation revolving around um mental health let's say for example requires only one solution but you do the complete other you you seek another solution to not have to do that specific thing right so it's like problem a needs solution a but you go and seek solution b right that's in a sense another form of denial right because you're still not focusing Mm. on the issue on hand right because that i think that's more so what i would do is trying to find different solutions that just outright wouldn't really apply but as long as i kept myself distracted long enough i felt like i was doing something towards it although it was something 
something else that didn't necessarily apply, right? So some indirect action yeah. to kind of put your mind a little bit at least at ease and say, well, I'm doing this thing, so I should be fine for now. Yeah, it's like if you want to lose weight and you know that you shouldn't be like eating fast food and you know that you should be working out, then you're like, well, I'm just going to go work today because I'm going to be active. It's like, well, yeah, but you work anyways. Right. Right. You know, it's yeah. like something like that, right? It's like somewhat of an excuse, but also something. It's like, yeah, it's a solution, but to the wrong problem. It doesn't necessarily apply. Yeah, I see your point. Um, yeah. That that actually plays well since the fact that you've kind of dealt a little bit more with denial and I've kind of dealt a little bit more with awareness. So yeah. how would you, how do you say, how would you approach kind of getting out of that denial phase? How, how do you break through someone telling you hey like uh, multiple people telling you hey you need to improve this in yourself you're you're not going the right direction and you say no i'm fine i'm fine i'm fine yeah just keep going so how how do you how do you break through really well i mean first off no matter what we we do in life you can't do it alone you always need assistance you always need help and you need support um amen to that hell yeah um and for me it wasn't until i really started speaking out about the things that I was doing wrong or the issues that I had with other people that I was actually able to evaluate myself and then reevaluate myself afterwards after discussing it with more people to then become more aware of the situation at hand. Um, because in our own heads, at least at the time I, I wasn't, I wasn't able, I wasn't capable to really get that inner strength to call myself out on all my issues, all my problems, I was more so just trying to cover the bases like, no, 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 this is okay. Like you'll, you're working towards it, you know, like you'll be fine. Um, but it wasn't until I would get a second opinion that I was able to really build my awareness and be like, Oh shit, like I actually do need to work more towards this or, or this other thing needs a little bit more work. And within that process, it was also really important to be able to accept, um, the, uh, other people's opinions, like the, uh, what's, what's the word I'm looking for? Um, their perspectives like yeah like other people's perspectives like not taking it personal mm, like their criticism yeah criticism there you go mm-hmm. um because at the time i was so i was so low in my life and i was so weak-minded that it would be possible for certain comments not all but certain comments to just really hit you in a certain direction you're just like oof but through that process i was able to build myself up along with the help of others to no longer have that be so much of an issue so i could really really focus on the words that were being shared with me on hand as compared to thinking wow why would this asshole say this about me like does he really think that about me does he think i'm like that worse of a person or you know yeah sort of reflecting any criticism back towards that person yeah yeah it's like your ego gets in in place and it's like hey buddy i just gave you like a gold piece of advice and you're over here thinking as to like why do I think I should give you this advice? Or like, you're, you're not focusing on the topic at hand, right? That would be like, I would, I would say my first step to getting there is really just speaking about it with people that you trust, right? But speaking about it so that you can kind of hear yourself talking about it out loud because we think a lot of things throughout the day, but once you voice it out, it's like, now you have to take action. Yeah, absolutely. It's one thing to think about something, but when it's no longer a thought and it's been said, especially to somebody else, now there's accountability there. Yeah, I would say that's kind of how I've gone about it. But like, say for you, for example, you haven't struggled necessarily with denial. You've been more focused around awareness. Right. Was there ever anything in your journey that you would say, 
created like a barrier or didn't necessarily permit you to get instantly to that awareness? Was there like things that would limit your, your ability to build that awareness? Yeah, absolutely. I think as with anyone, a percentage of that, a portion of that was insecurities. Okay. Just not really allowing myself to think and be someone else. In my second year of college, I believe is when, well, first and second year, I was studying a specific topic and I've talked about this. I, I sort of painted myself into a corner as this is who I am. Mm-hmm. And by saying and kind of making it in stone, this is the person I am. This is what I want to do. It didn't allow me to be aware of other things that I also wanted to be, but that I couldn't really see because they were outside of this image I had of who I wanted to be Okay. in that moment, which was, I guess in, in a sense, it was really a self-imposed barrier because it wasn't anyone really trying to make me not aware. It was just myself viewing myself in a certain type of way and being too strict about how I viewed myself. Mm. And so after exploring, after traveling a bit, I broke through this barrier and really just started seeing, started reflecting every day. It's funny because ever since high school, I would, it's a bit personal, but ever since high school, I would look at myself in the mirror and I would always say, who am I? Mm -hmm. And I have no idea where that started. I Mm. just started doing it. Part of it, I think, was a little bit, I was, I was really, like, into motivation back then. So, I would say, like, who am I? And then I would kind of, like, pump myself up. And this was, like, in the morning. I would wake up, like, 5, 6 in the morning to get ready to go to school. Yeah. But, and I continued on to, to college. I would still do that less frequently. I would still do that. But, like I said, my answer to that question, who am I, started becoming more and more and more constricted. Okay. Even in high school where I, I, I knew I wanted to do something within science, I just said, oh, I want to be something within science. Whereas in college, I viewed it as like, all right, now I got to pick one thing and stick to it. Yeah. Because that is sort of the environment in college. Like everyone always asks you when you go to parties where you go anywhere, what's your major? And that's sort of the thing that defines you. Like nobody ever right. asks like, who are you? That's your label. Exactly. Like, oh, I'm a physics major. I'm a bio major. Like, that is the main thing that sort of is asked in college yeah. from college students. And so I think inadvertently, we put these labels upon ourselves that restrict who we are and most importantly, who we want to be. Yeah. Yeah. hundred percent. So the evolution of that question, who are you to me or who am I rather started evolving and started getting more and more and more constricted. Mm-hmm. And the more constricted got, the less aware I was of my flaws because those flaws were outside of that image. Yeah. I didn't care if I was being a dick to someone because this other image of who I was is like, okay, this is intact. As long as I'm still doing this thing, still getting good grades. Like I don't care about these other things. Yeah. When in reality, I absolutely did. I just really constricted myself way too much. So now I'm definitely, uh, I, thankfully I don't really ask myself, who am I uh, in front of them? Here anymore? <laughs> <laughs> Cause I feel like <laughs> my mom and my, and my sisters would think I'm, I'm a weirdo. <laughs> yeah. Now you just look in the mirror like, yeah, I know you. <laughs> <laughs> now, now, now I don't really ask myself that. Every now and then I'll ask myself, who do you want to be? Ah, uh, there we go. And so. There's a philosophy change. Yeah, right there. exactly. It's super big perspective change because I was always focused on who am I because of identity issues, because 
and I, I asked myself that as well, like I said, because I didn't know who I was. Like, literally, I, I just, sure, I know my name and my address, but I didn't know who I was. Right. Or who I wanted to be. Mm-hmm. And so now it evolving into who do you want to be? I think it's a lot of a, it's a lot healthier of a question mm-hmm. because who you are right now is sort of irrelevant. It's what really matters is who you want to be. And yeah. what are the steps that you're going to take to get to that position? It's not about the past or the present. It's about the future. Absolutely. Going. Always. No, yeah. That's really powerful. That's really powerful. Yeah, I mean, wow. Thinking about that kind of stuff in high school, that's, it can be really brutal to uh, your self-esteem, you know? Absolutely. I mean, <laughs> as I'm sure it was. Not to be, like, putting you down or anything, but I, I just, I can imagine. Yeah. I mean, obviously, like I said, we talked back then and, and we knew each other, but um, looking back at it now, when we explain these situations, it, it brings it back uh, come on, almost like a, um, it's like a throwback, you know, you're like, oh, I remember that period. It's like, oh, yeah. Yeah. Things were a little bit different back then. And then, you know, you, you, you get taken back to that time period. You're like, wow, we were like completely different. Yeah. We were us, but still a very, a very premature version of us. Right. Yeah. Which is why, like, you know, personally, whenever I talk about myself, in the past or whenever I was in high school or college, how I was called myself a stupid kid. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and that's not, you know, looking down upon myself. It's just because I've experienced so much growth from high school and my first two years of college to where I am now. Yeah. That even as aware and as conscious about things and who I was and who I wanted to be at that time, even even as much time as I spent on that, who I am now is like not to toot myself, but like it's a vast improvement. Oh yeah, absolutely. And I think so, you have every right to say that too. Yeah. As important as it is to build awareness of your weaknesses, it's also important to build awareness of your strengths and give yourself a pat on the back every now and then because some progress is better than no progress. And if anything else, I mean, I think I saw a post about this for like people when they're working out, you'll notice your progress within like the first week, but people won't really start noticing until like the second month. Yeah. Right. And that's, I think, I feel like a good metaphor to just about everything else we change in our lives. Somebody will notice until you're a complete different person. But throughout the whole period when you're constantly chipping at it and trying to morph into something else, like you're the one that's experiencing it. So obviously you know about it. Not many other people will. So it's important to give yourself that recognition when you deserve it. So the thing that I appreciate most about 2020 is it was just a lot of stuff. And I know for a lot of people, it may be overwhelming. You know, with the with the Black Lives Matter protests, with the election, a lot of things going on. I appreciate the fact that there was a lot of awakening in this year. A yeah. lot of people, like I said, reflecting and just coming to terms with who they are, who their friends are, who their family is, what their country is. Yeah. And acknowledging that, owning up to it. And hopefully leading towards 2021, 2022, and every year after to be years of growth. It's all stemming from 2020. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Like the part that you're saying about people awakening, I mean, yeah, that's that's important. But even even I think at the very least, people just questioning, right? Yeah. Because for the longest time, people were just completely stagnant in their lives. They just kind of accepted everything that came their way. Uh, yes, no, yes, no. There was never a, 
wait, what's happening here? Or why is this happening? Or let me take a step back. Let me think about this. Let me really question and analyze what's going on or what direction my life is taking or somebody else's life is taking. I think that's what was really, uh, I guess, eye-opening for me was when I started seeing people, you know, around me really start to question things. I was like, yes, like we're on that similar energy level. Like let's question things. Yeah. Let's not just take everything for what it's presented to us as. Right. Yeah. But what's, what's your, what's been your favorite part or, or parts of 2020? Well, for me, I came into the year lost. I had kind of lost myself and ending the year, I've reacquainted with myself. I've reconnected with my inner soul. Sounds cheesy as fuck. It's like cliche <laughs> as shit, but it's really true. Yeah. I, I really do feel that. And I think that was my favorite part was when I felt that click, that little spark. I was like, oh, I haven't felt this in a long time. I'm like, I'm, I'm back in the zone. I'm back to where I needed to be. I'm where I left off a long time ago. That was my favorite part for me personally um apart from that in general in the sense of like our whole life as a whole the world as a whole i think just that where people were questioning things i was yeah i was really surprised that people uh started questioning things so much um i think it was also kind of inevitable due to so many things happening at once like you're saying the there was so many things happening at once people were forced to look in different directions not just a single thing yeah that's that's probably it for me it's just people were questioning people were starting to ask the right questions yeah absolutely i think it's something that's super common in the states but i'm sure it's a thing among people around the world where if you're doing all right with your life if you're earning a good amount of money you just bought a new house you tend to be very short-sighted in the sense of your life, your country, and the world because your own little bubble that you live in is okay. Yeah. And even if the world outside of that bubble is burning, you're okay. Yeah, yeah, you don't give a fuck. <laughs> and what this year has done is it's popped a lot of those bubbles. Yeah. And it's let a lot of the stuff that people aren't very conscious of into their lives. And like I said, I think I can only speak for living in the United States, but we tend to constantly question our politics, our politicians, this thing, that thing, their backgrounds. Yeah. But this year, I think out of every year has really put into context a couple of different things. One, what sort of political system do we live in? Two, who are these people that are making the choices for us? Mm-hmm. and three what is my place in all of this and that third one those two are the first two are super important but that third one i think is the most important one because like i said we may question politics we may question politicians but if your life is fine you don't ever put yourself into that equation the second your life starts sucking the second you have to wear a mask the second you have to you can't go to your favorite restaurant. Yeah. Then you start thinking, okay, what the fuck is going on here? What role am I playing in this whole equation, right? Exactly. And whether, regardless of where you stand in political beliefs, regardless of whether you believe in one thing or another, 
it's forced a lot of people to really reevaluate who was representing them and just wake up to the fact that change only happens when you actually take action. Yeah. Yeah, hundred percent. Yeah. So nicely said. <laughs> that's that's what I'm most thankful for in terms of the country itself. Personally, a lot of other things, but in terms of the country itself, I'm just really happy about that. Yeah. I'll quote Dave Chappelle by saying, I don't, I don't know what comedy special it was, but what he said about Donald Trump then was, even though everyone hates Donald Trump, Dave Chappelle was like, I feel like he's the lie we needed to wake everyone up. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> if yeah, you remember that. Sure. I feel like 2020 is the slap in the face that everyone needed to wake up to what the world is, what their neighborhood, their country, their friends, their family is. What is the world? And 2020 has opened a lot of people's eyes, including my own, to some things. I hate how people say 2020 is a year like no other. Yes, there have been a lot of bad things that have happened in 2020, to 2020 but it's not a year like no other. Th- th- there will be there will never be another year like 2020 exactly in the way it happened but there will be other times in the future and there have been other times in the past where tragedy has struck a country or the entire world yeah and another problem that i see with this is this perspective that people seem to carry because i've spoken with my sisters and my family and a lot of the times things that have happened previously in their life, say like two, three years ago, someone crashed into someone's car. Like, oh, this sucks. And admittedly, so it sucks. Yeah. But now the same exact incident happening in 2020. And it's like the end of the world. It's like, mm-hmm. oh, Mike, of course this happened. It's 2020. I knew this was going to happen. This year just sucks. Yeah. And you just go on and on and on about 2020 and 2020 and 2020. And you start attributing things to an abstract thing. Let's all keep in mind this number 2020, we made that up. We decided to start counting at a certain point in time. But that number could easily be 4,000 for all we care. Yeah, It's an abstract number and it's an abstract measure of time. And so with that being said, we need to stop putting so much emphasis on, ooh, this year really sucks. This year specifically sucks. Or this month sucks. It's it's all abstract and it's all relative. And a little perspective will go a long way. Yeah. Change your outlook on life and your life will change you. Exactly. Yeah. I, I, I Like I said, that's kind of how I was in the beginning. I was very much like a Debbie Downer. And I kind of just saw the negative side of everything, but I didn't really see the, the positivity. And as I started changing, you know, obviously my outlook started changing as well. And that's when I really started understanding that year is really not all that bad at all. Right. Yeah. There's been some setbacks. Yeah. But can't we say that about any other year? Can't we say that about any other time in life? L- look back to, to 20, 2008, the great recession. Yeah. No, the, yeah, it was a recession, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, the Great Recession. The companies, and I'll just, of course, there are other things that, good things that came out of this, but Great Recession was centered around a financial disaster. 
And from that financial disaster, Uber, Lyft, Airbnb, and some insane other companies sprung up from that. Yeah. And for 2020, look no farther than here. The Intrinsic Podcast. Bam. Bam. We've talked about doing this podcast for quite some time now. Yeah. And I'll ask you, what are the odds that out of the nine, nine and a half years of our friendship, that we would start a podcast amid a pandemic, amid political unrest, amid protests. How bad can a year be if something good like this and various other things in other people's lives can come about? Yeah, yeah, exactly. I mean, just because something is going so bad or so negatively in, in your point of view doesn't mean that it's bad for everybody else. Yeah, I mean, you could be having a shitty day. You look right next door to your neighbor. He's probably having the best day of his life. Yep. And if somebody else can move past things, look the other way, and understand that things are going to happen, things will get better, then so can you. It's that simple. And, yeah, it is kind of crazy that out of the years of knowing each other, this was the year when it started. Right. <laughs> but, I, but I think it, it matches. It goes... I don't think it, there would have been a better time to start it with so much going on. There's so much to talk about and yeah, like I completely forgot about that. It's like one of the crazier years, but this is the, this is the seed that, that we're planting. That's going to continue to sprout and grow into these, uh, upcoming years. And who knows, maybe, uh, maybe the world gets crazier. I mean, I maybe. wouldn't doubt it, but if it happens, we're ready. <laughs> You make of your life what you want it to be. And if you're not, it's because you're not investing your time or your energy properly. I'm trying to spread myself as much throughout the day with different things. Whether I wake up, I'm working. Okay, off work. All right, let's go work on uh, rebuilding a truck or something. Okay, off work, off of uh, working on the truck. All right, let's go home. Let's work on the podcast a little bit. Let's come up with some ideas. Let's reflect on this. And if anything else if you're doing nothing else at the very least at the end of your day or at some point during your day, take some time for yourself. Think about yourself, put yourself first. Even like myself, I love to help people. I love reaching out to people. I will literally do everything for somebody if I know it's going to help them, but I still need to come back home. I still need to have my sanity. I still need my inner peace and you need that. There's no way we can function without it. Take some time for yourself. If that means you set yourself up a bowl bath with your little ducky, so be it. If that means that you go treat yourself and get some enchiladas, you know, some extra cheese on there, mm. if that means that you're going to go on a drive, do it. Bump some uh, some Tupac or something on the way, you know, get yourself in the mood, get the vibe going, do it. But do what's right for you. Do what you need. Take care of yourself. Make time for yourself. And that's what I really feel like is the most important thing that people should take out of 2020 is did you use your time efficiently before the pandemic? If you didn't, once the pandemic hit, you really, really realize that you're like, Oh fuck man. Like this shit is fucked. Like now I don't even, I couldn't even do this if I wanted to. Right. So reflect on that, analyze it, realize what you need to change so that when we're coming out of this pandemic, when we're coming out of the coronavirus vacation, you're ready to take action. You know what you want to change. You know what you need, and you know what you want. Yeah, definitely. Very, very well said. 
another thing I hope people take with them from this year is the ability to adapt because we've all been forced to adapt, not being able to do everything we want to outside, whether it be for leisure or for really business and school, you've had to adapt. And I hope that people maintain that same level of flexibility in what they want and how they can achieve that. There's this concept that people have in common that in order to accomplish something, get something going, like, okay, I got to get ready, right? It's like, if you're going out for the night, you, you know, put on a nice change of clothes. All right. You suit up. Let's hit the road. Right. And people want to portray their life that way as if it was just like a simple event as going out. Yeah. But in reality, there is no time to be ready. The time is now. Right. Because by the time that you quote unquote get ready, time has passed. And now it's a little bit later than it was when you had the initial thought of being ready and you just keep putting it off in a sense it's kind of a form of procrastination because you're putting it in your mind like, okay, I have to do this certain thing by this certain time. Right. Now I'm going to get ready. It's like, okay, well, when are you going to be ready? Because now you're allowing yourself to be flawed, right? Right. You're allowing yourself to take some extra time in order to do that event, that thing. Yeah. I think the the concept of being ready, like, I feel like it's a, uh, it connects pretty well to the quote we said last podcast, which was, by uh, yours truly. <laughs> By myself that I wrote in high school. And it was, are you ready for what is to become of your life? If you answered yes, you're a fool. And I wrote this specifically because I would ask myself, are you ready? You ready for this test? You ready for this day? It's going to be a hard day. Mm-hmm. So on and so forth. But I caught myself realizing that I was never ready for these things. There's no such thing. But upon realizing that i thought it was something wrong with me i thought like why not why am i not ready why can't i get ready why can't i get ready for this yeah but like you said you you'll never be ready for you to be ready you'd have to like i think literally stop time stop time and really get yourself ready because otherwise time is always moving you're always doing something next it's always next thing next thing next thing and next thing so you can never truly get yourself in that mindset of being ready yeah because this life we live in is dynamic and it's ever changing. So it's a perfect topic to start on for the year 2021 because I'm personally not a really big fan of New Year's resolutions. I just believe in working every day. Yeah, no, neither am I. Consistently. But for those of you out there that are big on New Year's resolutions or just any goal, really, it's something that we, we live by, any goal that you have. Uh, just starting this podcast right we weren't ready to start this podcast but we did it anyways it's something to keep in mind as you approach your new year's resolutions as you approach any goal in your life and never let the state of being ready stop you because otherwise i think that's where you find people whose life has just passed right past them yeah yeah i think we should scratch the idea of of being ready and we should tell ourselves, like, okay, I'm going to commit myself to this idea, this thing. Let's let's act upon it now. Yeah. Right. Because that's really what, quote, unquote, getting ready is. It's it's committing to doing something. Yeah. But it should be nothing more than, okay, I commit to blank, and that's it. You just got ready. 
Yeah. It's basically a contract you're signing with yourself. Once you finish putting that last dot on your name, you're done. That's it. That's getting ready. That's the that was it. Yeah. You know what I connected to visually, mm-hmm. and I know you'll also agree to this because you've done it before as well. Skydiving. Oh yeah. There's no contemplating on that airplane because when you gotta jump, you gotta jump. Because if you don't make your time the jump when you need to in that specific time, you're gonna be like off of the grid area where you're supposed to land. And that just uh, it just messes it up for everybody. Yeah, what whether you're ready or not is frankly in my view irrelevant. Yeah. What truly matters is that commitment. And what that commitment means is we all know the definition of commitment, but for your goals, for your life, that commitment means working through whatever it is you go through. It may be an easy task. It may be a hard task. It may start off great, and then you find yourself hating your life, and this thing sucks, and why did I get this job, and why did I move to another country? I was perfect in my life before. That is where commitment comes. In taking that leap and accepting whatever it is lies at the bottom and another thing to just just to really put this through is there will never be a perfect time for anything ever in your life yeah there wasn't a perfect time for you to be born there won't be a perfect time for you to die it's just gonna happen life Mm -hmm. continues it moves on with or without you so you gotta hop on the train and move with it i've thought about this for for a couple years now and when I first really came to the to the realization that this was going on, that the fact that literally in a quote style everything connects, and when it, by everything I I mean like everything, and I started noticing this more towards the time that I started reading and traveling because yeah. I would see similarities connect from my life to other people's lives and their lives to other people that I've previously met and the way they're acting to insecurities that I think that they have that other people have had or or I myself have had. Mm -hmm. And so, yeah, hundred percent. I think everything connects. And so if you lack discipline, let's say in one aspect of your life, I think that will leak to other parts of your life. Yeah. As an example, here's an example. Personally, right, I work hard, I go to school, I do my code, all other sort of stuff, right? But for the longest time I never liked doing my bed. And again, I think that just goes back to who I am. Why am I gonna do it if I'm just gonna lay in it at night again? That didn't make mm-hmm. sense to me. Right? But and so I always saw it in that sense, like I'm not doing my bed because I'm being efficient. I'm saving myself time, I'm doing my bed. And so when I come back, I'm just going to undo my bed and go to sleep again. So what's the point of it? But one thing that I've begun to realize in the past couple of months is it's not about efficiency. It's about discipline. It's about perspective. It's about what this small thing means and affects the entire rest of your life. It's almost like a butterfly effect. Yeah. You think that it's a small thing that you don't do your bed in the morning when you wake up, but really it's a bad thing. But really it's a big thing rather because essentially starting off your day being lazy 
and with a kind of mini failure. You could have started the day, gotten up, brushed your teeth, done your bed, and there's your first task of the day. Yeah. There's your first victory of the day. And then you start getting the ball moving. All right. Got Hold my bed, brushed my teeth. Yeah. Let me go make some breakfast. Let me go do some yoga, do some meditation. And so I think you, or specifically in this case, me not doing this thing that I believe to be very small, mm-hmm. begun to leak to other parts of my life because now because I don't do that thing, maybe in another part of my life or, in, or another part of my day, I think, well, you know, that's fine. That's just a small thing. I don't need to wash that dish right there. Right. Or I need to do, I don't need to, you know, do that extra rep. I'm okay. Maybe a little safe. Then time goes by, times go, time goes by. And all of a sudden it's the end of the day. And I didn't do my bed. I left some dishes in the sink. I could have done a couple more, more reps at the gym. Mm-hmm. And, now you have this day that could have started, that could have gone very differently, be affected by this one little thing. Yeah. This simple doing your bed in the morning. Yeah. So I think that lack of discipline or it can be perspective, humility, whatever it is, in a small part of your life will always lead towards other part of s- parts of your life. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I agree. It's It's funny that you bring that part up about like making your bed. Because for the longest time, I would never make my bed either. Right. I mean, shit, I don't even sleep under, like, the sheets. Just because I was like, <laughs> I don't want to ruin the bed. It looks so nice, you know? Um, a little random fun fact out there. <laughs> nice. I do not sleep under the sheets. In case anyone's interested in Omar's bed. Yeah. <laughs> wink, wink. <laughs> <laughs> no. No. Um, but if I think in the beginning, it was the lack of of responsibility. Just like, oh, I mean, I don't want to make my bed, so I'm just not going to sleep in. I'm going to just sleep on top of it, you know? Right. Uh, over time, I actually ended up liking it a lot more because I move a lot during my sleep. So it it doesn't it doesn't really work out. But, yeah, I mean, just toss some blankets, whatever. But, yeah, then I started realizing, like, okay, even more so now, since I'm not going to be, like, sleeping in the sheets and all that, like, I don't have to do all that. I only have blanket or a blank, two blankets, whatever. And I'm still not going to at least, like, try to fold those. Like, okay, now that's getting, like, a little bit excessive. Like, now that's really lazy. Yeah. It's literally just a blanket. Like, it's just folding it. It takes, like, 15 seconds. It's I'm not going to die. Right? But I did have a moment where I, yeah, wake up, crawl out of bed, change into something, and then go out and feel great, whatever about it, come back. But it was the sight of coming back to my room and just seeing it's still a mess. It was like... <sighs> and then I'd be like, okay, well, I don't want to be home, so I'm just going to leave, you know? <laughs> but yeah. it's, again, you're 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 missing the point there, right? Because throughout your day, there's a transition of energy, right? Whether you're having a confrontation with somebody, a conversation, whether you're driving, working, or just doing tasks at home, it's, it's a transition of energy. It goes from you to all these other uh, places, all these other people, all these other things. And if you're not investing that energy back into yourself, you start to to lose that energy. There's a, a disbalance at the end of the day, yeah. because the point is, in this, the the start of the day, you start off with say a hundred percent energy, but at the end of the day, you want to be in like you know the low twenty so you can pass out, right? Yeah. And if you don't do enough during your day, you find yourself having so much energy at the end of the day. So you go out there, get your bed done. Okay first task okay brush your teeth second task clean yourself up a bit take a shower whatever 
you ready for the day? You know, let's move on, whatever. And sometimes I would find myself not doing any of that. I'd wake up super late. It's like already like 12. Like, all right, let's see if I can go get some work done today. Work for like two, three hours, then like stop by a jack in the box, come back home and call it a day. And it was like the most depressing, disgusting like day of my life. And yeah. that's when I was like, all right, well, I got to change it up. It's got to be the opposite. So, yeah, I mean, if you have those disbalances throughout your day, it will slowly progress towards affecting everything else around you. I agree 100%. And ever since I've tried my best at improving on those things, I see everything just being a lot more efficient. Not in the sense of like saving time because I don't want to make my bed, but efficient in the sense that, okay, this is done. Okay, next, done. Okay, next, done. You know? Yeah. And you get to cross off all these things. It's all these check boxes that you get to cross off. And at least for me, it gives me a sense of fulfillment. It gets me to where I need to go at every day, at the end of every day. It gets me that sense of satisfaction. And I know that I've invested all the energy that I have into what I need to do at the end of the day. And, uh, you know, there's no better feeling than that. Definitely. I think there's this, I don't know if it's a quote, but some, I don't know if it was a Navy. I don't even know who it was. But the thing is, in the morning, you want to, Swallow the frog first is the thing. And essentially (laughs) what it's referring to is the thing that sucks the most that you're most dreading for tomorrow. As soon as you wake up, attack that. If you hate checking your email, first thing you do, I mean, brush your teeth, do whatever, you know, your self-care, whatever. But then go directly towards checking your email. Get it out the way. Get it out of the way. And then... Right. One, either you get it out the way and you start your day with an enormous boost. This thing I didn't want to do, I'm done with now. And so I can now do other things that I do want to do. Or you start it off and you fail or you can't do it. But now you go on to another thing, different thing. You come back to it later. Now you have a different perspective. Mm -hmm. Because what I've realized is specifically through solving like math problems and school stuff. If it's a complicated problem, you rarely solve it on the first try. But funny enough, when you solve it, it's exactly when you're not thinking about it. You work on it. You work on it. You confuse yourself. You exhaust yourself. Then you go for a walk. You grab a a meal. You do a podcast. You do something different. And then upon coming back to it, you have a new perspective. Right. And you have that new perspective, again, because you attacked it first thing in the morning, because you went after it and didn't allow that to then drag on. Whereas if you avoided it, chances are you're probably going to procrastinate most of the day and end up getting to 10, 11, 12, and then you still haven't started it, and now you're really behind on your day Yeah. and on your life. A dream that I have for this year, dream slash goal, is... Well, I like to do two. One, I would like to travel to five different countries, which I don't know if it's going to be possible. If COVID allows it. Who knows? But if possible, I would like to do that. And I'd like to do that primarily for sort of my own. That's my only kind of self-care, I would say, that I really try to do to get myself right and then my other dream slash goal would be to get my company up and running 
which is company slash website. So we'll see how that develops, which is also a travel-based company mm-hmm. that will require a significant amount of work and, frankly, me learning a lot of things that I don't know. Right. So I have a good start. I have sort of the general algorithm, the general base foundation of it. But now it's kind of the critical part of, okay, you wanted to do this. Let's see if you're really willing to put in the work. So I would say those are my two primary goals for 2021. Mm, Yeah. What about, what about Mr. Omar? Well, I I like what you're saying. Like there's like a difference between dreams and goals. Like, yeah, I, I think I agree. Like a dream, I think is a little bit something like a little bit more out far-fetched right like it's not as uh you can't grasp it as easy a goal is something that if you work and dedicate your time towards you will reach there eventually yeah um a dream i think is more of like a long-term goal is more short-term right that's kind of how i'm looking at it yeah for dreams i would say for this year my dream would be to make some investments either into property uh, some stocks or just something where I know I'll be able to have my investment returned and doubled. Hopefully, um, that would be something really cool. If I could save up enough money to make an investment like that, that would be my dream, dream goal, dream for this year. Uh, that would be awesome. Uh, I do have a lot of expenses that I'll be making this year, so we'll see how that goes. Um, now as far as like goals, like more short term, finish my truck, been, uh, been working on that rebuild for, for a good amount of time and it's getting closer and closer. So I definitely like to be behind the wheel of it, uh, by the end of this year. And I think it's, it's fairly possible now, whether or not it will break or some other things will need to be replaced. Well, that's for me to find out later on, but I think that's a reasonable goal for this year as well as, uh, continue to grow my business. Um, get a bigger, larger client base and grow this podcast as well. Yeah. Um, I'd like to definitely invest a little bit more time and, and money into the podcast uh, to establish it and put it on all uh, platforms as possible. So those are some short-term goals and one dream uh, for me. But yeah, I mean, dreams are, are interesting because you you kind of put these things out there like it's like a fantasy right like oh my dream is to own a mansion my dream is to own this ferrari right um especially like since you're like a little kid like what's your dream like oh i want to be a police i want to be an astronaut you know all these things uh and it's interesting because as we grow those dreams become reality what was once seemed as so far-fetched almost near impossible you grow up and you realize like oh actually i can do that i can go out of my way like i just got to invest some time, invest some energy, some money, and bam, it's done, right? So I think it's really interesting that as you grow, you you gain that realization that these dreams aren't only fantasy. They can really come true. Yeah. The reason, another reason why I prefer the word dream rather than goals, even for a year, is because, like I said, a goal is more short-term. A dream is a little bit more long-term. Yeah. Right. But the reason why I like dreams for years is because if the dreams are long term, right, it's something that's like 
pretty amazing, something big. And so the reason why I like it for years is be- for a year is because it makes you a lot more ambitious. Because mm. it's like it's a, if it's a dream, it's a big, big thing. It's really important. So to you. for you to say this is my dream for a year, that means you're gonna have to do a lot to get that done. Yeah. And I'm a firm believer that you can do something in five years, but if someone tells you I need you to do this in one year, you're fired. You're most likely gonna do it in one year, and it's just that change in perspective. It's that different situation. Same amount of work. That you can do it in five years, separated, or that you can do in one year. The only difference there is the time frame that you're giving yourself. Mm-hmm. And that's what I like about the dreams. With the dreams, me personally, I'm giving myself a very short time frame. I'm saying, okay, why do I have to start my, my new company at 30 years old? Why do I have to wait and do this and do that and then start working on it? Yeah. Why can't I start right now? Why can't I get a company or two off this year? Is it ambitious? Absolutely. Is it hard? Yes, it's probably going to be hard. But what do we achieve by going short term? Oh, you know why I can't? Maybe that's too hard. I'll just, you know, maybe for this year, I just want to build up a data set for my website. Maybe for this year, I just want to make a little bit more money. Mm -hmm. Why limit yourself to that sense? And I, th- I know the answer to that. It's because the fear of failure of going towards something that's a lot bigger. Yeah. And, but if you understand the rewards and the usefulness of failing, then you should never really limit yourself to that. You should always be having dreams for your entire, having major dreams and put them to a year. And if they're not accomplished, okay. Maybe put them next time to a year and a half or, or another year that you need more. The yeah. chances are if you tell yourself, I need to do this within a certain period of time, even if you fail, you're going to be further along than if you originally set that goal to be more than a year, to be five years. Yeah. Because you have that sense of urgency. And I think that's a lot more useful. It's a lot more ambitious. It's a lot scarier, but it's a lot more useful in life, I think. Yeah, no, I I like that. I like what you're saying there. Yeah, and I think it's important to remind ourselves that these dreams are tangible. They're not, you know, out of out of the ordinary. Like people dream of being millionaires all the time, and they succeed and they get there. Yeah, you know, it's just a matter of that mindset being in place, that perspective, and realizing that you can and will do whatever you set your mind to, and you will accomplish it. Um, I think that's be the beginning of most people's journeys is really just getting that mindset in check, making yeah. sure your your outlook on life is in check and to understand that just the same way you can get it all in one day, it can also all be gone in a day. And that kind of humbles you and helps you understand this game this, that is life, right? This journey that it's really more so just borrowing these things because we don't really take them with us anywhere, but they become part of our experiences and they become important to us through attachment. But it's all just more so just borrowing, borrowing the money, borrowing the cars, borrowing the wealth, borrowing the energy that comes with it, and then letting go and releasing it back into the world for somebody else to enjoy. People are always looking for a simple solution. Yeah, They're always looking to listen to a show, to a podcast, to read a book, and read one thing that changes fundamentally the way that their mind works. The easy way out. The easy, the easy way out. 
doesn't exist. Like life is uncertain and I'm never a hundred percent sure of anything that I say because there's certain things that could change. But if there's one thing so far at what am I 24 years old now Mm -hmm. that I can say with absolute certainty is that no change ever comes easy. No change is ever permanent. Mm -hmm. It just takes consistent work at the end of the day even if you're talented even if you're the best at something work i will always put my money on the person that works the most Mm. even if that person is less gifted even if that person is more limited i don't care what that person is doing if that person is working more than anybody else i will always put my money on them it doesn't matter where we're coming from it doesn't matter what your past is what your history is what people you used to talk to, what people you don't talk to. What matters is the changes that you're making today for your tomorrow to make some improvements, some growth. It matters where we're going. Yeah, absolutely. I'll just reiterate exactly what you said by saying it's irrelevant. It's irrelevant who you are right now. It's irrelevant what your present situation is, how good or bad your life may be right now. The only thing, and I do mean the only thing that matters is who do you want to be where are you going that's the only thing that matters